Thank you for listening to the Shock Fantasy Podcast. Shock Fantasy is your home for the busy players' fantasy information. At Shock Fantasy, we provide quick-hitting charts, graphics, and dashboards to help you win in season-long, in best ball, in DFS, and in Dynasty Leagues. I'm Matt Harrison, longtime co-host of the longest-running fantasy football show in the history of the world, Fantasy Football Weekly. Shock Fantasy is what I use to prep for my deep dives into the matchups on Fantasy Football Weekly, and you can have all the access to the same data that helps me win. If you're not already a member of Shock Fantasy, use the promo code POTATO, that's P-O-T-A-T-O, to get your Shock Fantasy season-long, year-long pass for only $25. That's only 6.9 cents per day. Remember to use the promo code POTATO at checkout at shockfantasy.com. That's shockfantasy.com, promo code POTATO. Now, on with the podcast. Now, first off, how would we describe shock? (laughs) Welcome to the fantasy. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Man, you are one pathetic loser. Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. Hi guys, it's Tuesday. Welcome to the Shock Fantasy Podcast. This is Matt Harrison at Explosive Output on Twitter, at Shock Fantasy on Twitter. Uh, It's time for the Waiver Wire Podcast, and this is kind of an interesting week overall. A lot of low-end quarterback options possibly being out there on your wire as well as a, a few interesting running backs and wide receivers. But as always, let's start with the quarterback. Yeah, Alex Smith, 5.8% owned. Uh, he was my premature speculation on Fantasy Football Weekly last week. Oh, yeah, good for me, right? Yeah. I am the smartest man alive! Sure am. Uh, he threw for 390 yards in a close loss to the Lions, completing 69% nice. of wait, nice. 69% of his passes. He had 325 yards in the week before in relief against the Giants, uh, and 75% completion percentage in that game. He gets Cincy and Dallas in the next two weeks, and those are not difficult. Then a matchup with Seattle in Week 15. Those are the highlights. Uh, he only really applies to two quarterback leagues. But if you need a quarterback and you're looking like you're a playoff-bound team, I think he might be worth a 5% blind bid recommendation just for that Seattle matchup alone. All right. The Bears quarterback. It could be Nick Foles. It could be Tyler Bray. It could be Mitchell Trubisky. Bray and Trubisky virtually unowned in any league. Uh, Foles went down very awkwardly at the end of the Monday night football game against the Vikings and was carted off the field with leg and hip injuries. The Bears have a bye this week. Mitchell Trubisky is not currently listed as healthy with a shoulder injury. So the Bears have about 12 days to get a quarterback ready. Uh, I think I'm putting my money on sad Trombonski to be the guy. The only reason I bring up this Bears situation is that out of the bye, they have the second easiest remaining schedule for quarterbacks. They get Green Bay, Detroit, Houston, Minnesota, Jacksonville. That's what's left on their fantasy schedule. It won't cost you much more than... Maybe 2% on Trubisky, 1% on Tyler Bray. But this is really only for two quarterback leagues here. So uh, 
only only put a bit on either of those guys in a two quarterbacker. How about PJ Walker, who's less than one percent owned? Teddy Bridgewater left the game late in the fourth quarter on Sunday with a knee strain. PJ Walker came in and threw four passes in that game. The Panthers said that Bridgewater. They're hoping that he'll be able to practice on Wednesday, but he's got a history with knees. So Walker could be in line for a spot start against Detroit if Teddy can't go. A spot start against Detroit isn't bad at all. Uh, If you need him, 1% blind bid recommendation on P.J. Walker. It's not going to cost you a bit. You're only going to probably use him for one week. Uh, A couple more quarterbacks. Uh, Andy Dalton, 3.8% owned on ESPN right now. He cleared concussion protocol and the COVID list, so he's in line to start against Minnesota on Sunday. His schedule's pretty rocky, though, after that. Uh, The Vikes, whose defense has gotten quite a bit better in the last few weeks, then they get Washington and Baltimore. That's not easy. Cincy, which is probably his lone good matchup and a revenge game, then San Francisco and Philly. I don't think I'm putting a bid on Andy Dalton right now. I'll wait till somebody drops him after three weeks of ineptitude, including a Thanksgiving game which will be on national TV and everybody's going to see how bad the Cowboys are. Then I'll grab him for that Cincy game in the revenge match and see if that works out. Uh, all right. The final quarterback duo. Yeah, I say duo, but it's really not a duo is the saints quarterbacks. And I saved the best for last year. Taysom Hill is 7.3% owned on ESPN leagues while Jameis Winston is only 1.4% owned and breeze is out for at least two to three weeks with broken ribs. I don't believe for a second that the Saints will start Taysom Hill, even though they say it's going to be a competition this week. Winston should get the start. That's exactly why they brought him in, not to be the gadget guy, but to be the clear backup. And that's why he's active in every game and dressed. Most teams don't dress three quarterbacks. And that's why he got all of the quarterback passing attempts after Drew Brees went down. So will the Saints use more? Taysom Hill, probably. I could see his snap count under center growing a little bit. But Winston, again, had all the pass attempts last week. Had 10 passing attempts after Breeze went down. Atlanta, Denver, then Atlanta in the next three weeks. So if you desperately need a quarterback, Winston's probably a high-end quarterback, too, for those next three weeks. And so if you need a quarterback for the next few weeks, if you were a Breeze owner and he went down, I'd probably throw in 30% on Jameis Winston right now. He's got all the weapons. He's got Michael Thomas. He's got Alvin Kamara. This is going to be great. Let's go to the running back. Wayne Gallman is 48% owned. 15 or more touches in two straight games. Touchdowns in four straight, including two last week. He's the starter in all likelihood for the Giants for the rest of the year as Devonta Freeman just can't take his job back at this point. The schedule is brutal, though. Uh, He's going to score zero this week for sure because they're on bye. Then Cincy is probably the lone good matchup coming out of the bye. Follow that up with Seattle, Arizona, Cleveland, and Baltimore. And I don't expect a lot of success for Wayne Gallman. People will probably overspend on him this week after the two-touchdown game, even going into a bye. If you desperately need him for Week 12, a week where no teams are on bye, Yeah, that Week 12 matchup against the Bengals. Then go for it with a 10% blind bid. If not, pass on him and let others spend their fab. Kalen Balage is 48% owned, and he was a bell cow for the second straight week. Although he really got no revenge against Miami, 
He's got a second chance for revenge this week against the team, the team that most recently cut him. That's the Jets. Had 17 and 23 carries in those last two weeks. Joshua Kelly basically hasn't seen the field since then. Justin Jackson is on IR. Austin Eckler's still a week away. Uh, it looks like Kalen Blage gets another chance to be a bell cow, at least for one more week. And really, when Joshua Kelly hasn't seen the field, that means something because Anthony Lynn is a former NFL running back. That probably means something. He's not passing the smell test for a noted running back guru. 5% blind bid recommendation on Kalen Balaj. You can pick him up and start him confidently this week. Uh, another guy who's filling in for a while for, for an injured player who's getting close to coming back is Salvin Ahmed of the Miami Dolphins. 21 carries for 85 yards and a score last week against the Chargers. So the team went and released Jordan Howard. Miles Gaskin has to sit for at least another week, but Ahmed has looked okay, as and the Dolphins want to maintain a good run game with their stellar defense and a rookie quarterback. So I'm going to look at this twofold. If you're a Gaskin owner, I think you got to spend up a little bit, about 12% of your budget, to get Salvin Ahmed. And if you're not a Gaskin owner, this probably isn't for you, but you could throw 6% in. Miami has the second easiest running back schedule remaining, including dates with the Broncos, which is their lone top 10 run defense this week. Then the Jets, Bengals, Chiefs, Pats, and Raiders, all of which not super great against the run. So Salvin Ahmed, he's a starter until Miles Gaskin comes back. Uh, last running back I want to mention is Alex Collins, 0.3% owned. He scored last week for Seattle. You should not pick him up as he was sent back to the practice squad on Monday. That likely means Chris Carson is probably suiting up this weekend. All right, let's go to the wide receiver. Alan Lazard. I've mentioned him a few times in the in the past few weeks. He's still only 44.5% owned. The Packers plan to activate Lazard on Wednesday. Indy, Chicago, and Philly are very, very tough over the next three games. But after that, for your fantasy playoffs, it's Detroit, Carolina, and Tennessee. And those are all great matchups for Alan Lazard. If you can stash him on your bench for three weeks, if you're already a playoff team, he's going to probably pay out for you in that playoff run. So I'm going to put a 6% blind bid recommendation on Lazard. Jacoby Myers is 38% owned. He's basically the only wide receiver getting targets for the Pats right now, but tallied seven targets, five catches, 59 yards against the Ravens. That's just okay. Uh, this week he gets the Texans, followed by the Cards. Both are startable grades for Myers, but after that it's dicey at best. They're going to both L.A. teams, then Miami, in Miami, before Buffalo in your fantasy championship week, and I don't like any of those matchups specifically for Myers. I'd throw three to four bucks on him if you need a guy for the next two weeks. Start looking at your lineup for the next two weeks. Anthony Miller is a guy I want to mention this week. He's 15% owned. He's on buy this week. The reason I wanted to bring him up is twofold. One, there could be a new quarterback throwing him the ball, and the targets have been there with 11, 8, and 7 in the last three weeks, and really a new quarterback in Chicago. It can't be a bad thing at this point. Second, Bill Lazor, the offensive coordinator in Chicago, took over play-calling duties from Matt Nagy last week. Uh, and his offenses have traditionally been uh, slot funnels. They go to the slot wide receiver over and over again, and that's what Anthony Miller's playing most of the time this year. 
Uh, coming up, Green Bay, Detroit, Houston, Minnesota, Jacksonville left on the fantasy schedule. That's top five for wide receivers. It won't cost you 7% to get him because he's on a bye this week. I'd try to get him for something less than that. If you absolutely need to get him, uh, I'd throw 7% down. KJ Hamler, he's 3.6% owned, 10 targets in each of the last two weeks. So it's probably time to take notice of him in Denver. Unfortunately, the matchups for him over the next few weeks are absolutely brutal. Miami, New Orleans, and Kansas City are coming up in the next three. All of them are top 14 against wide receivers. This is more of a speculative dynasty grab, but you can put a few bucks on him if he's available. Uh, Last wide receiver to mention is Chris Conley. He's only 1% owned, and Jake Luton appears to get another start this week. The theme in Luton's two starts has been that Chris Conley is clearly his second favorite target behind DJ Chark. He's had eight targets in each of the last two games, and he was getting like two or three per game before that. He gets Pittsburgh this week, which seems difficult on paper, but T. Higgins just had himself a nice day against them. And the Jags are pretty YOLO right now, so they're just chucking the ball up. And it doesn't matter if Luton throws three or four picks. Chris Conley's still going to get some targets here. Uh, Cleveland, Minnesota, and Tennessee after Pittsburgh this week. None of those are completely scary. Also, he's the fantasy turkey. Gobble, gobble. 1% blind bid recommendation on Chris Conley. It won't take you much. Let's go to the last position, and that is the tight end. Jordan Reed is 24% owned. Uh, Reed must be back to full health again as he took back the snap and target share from Ross Dwelly last week in New Orleans. Uh, Six targets, five catches, 62 yards against the Saints. I think that's probably a pretty common stat line for him the rest of the year, which is good enough to start in most leagues. The problem is they're on bye this week. Not an overwhelmingly difficult schedule after that, so I think you need to put in 2% on Jordan Reed. And I think he's he's probably a top 15 tight end the rest of the year. Another guy who I think is cut from the same cloth uh, plays for Reed's former team. That's Logan Thomas, who's 30% owned. Thomas averaged eight targets per game in Dwayne Haskins starts, then had exactly four targets in all of Kyle Allen's starts. But in Alex Smith's two games that he's played, uh, primarily, he's had six targets in every game. So that's good. There's an uptick for Loto here. This week's matchup with Cincy is awesome. Loto will probably rank very highly on the Super Dash this week. I think he's a fringe starter for the rest of the year, so 3% blind bid recommendation on Logan Thomas. And that's it. What did you think of this uh, this podcast today? Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. Yeah, probably. Um, we will be back tomorrow, as long as everybody's healthy, for the Shock Fantasy Podcast uh, Wednesday night edition where we talk the Thursday night football matchups. Uh, always exciting to talk that. And this week, oh, man, it's a doozy. Arizona and Seattle. What a fun game to watch on a Thursday night. This will be actually one that you want to tune in for because there's going to be a lot of guys in play and and in your lineups for the Thursday night game this week. So, at Explosive Output on Twitter, at Shock Fantasy on Twitter, I thank you guys all for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the Shock Fantasy Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you. I'll talk to you guys uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, on the Shock Fantasy Podcast.